With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. And as ever, I have absolutely zero script. I haven't really put much thought into what we're going to talk about. It's all off the top of my head. That is just how good I am. Um, So, yeah, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, I'm joined by Wolf, Brian and Kerr. Gentlemen, I would ask you how you are, but honestly, I don't care. So we'll just swiftly move on. Um, from that, plus I'm not really talking to Kerda now um, for reasons that I'm pretty sure everybody watching knows. Um, I'm not even going to jump in here, but yeah, hello, welcome. Thank you for watching. Um, your view, your viewers is your viewership, I should say, is greatly, greatly appreciated. Please like and subscribe and all that good stuff, and follow us across all socials, etc. And check out um, our main sponsors, Kit Bag. The link for that is in the description. Their star by sale runs out soon. We can get up to 65% off a wide variety of football tops, including this season's four Rangers tops as well. So, yeah, hello, welcome. Um, there's, uh, there's actually plenty that we could discuss. You know, we'll, we'll go into a wee bit of last night. I think there's a couple of things we could maybe we could maybe get a wee five, ten minutes out of, out of that. You know, there was the conspiracy cup draw as well, um, which is always fun to talk about. Got a transfer rumor in February, which for Rangers is also strange. And if people watching want to get in the comments stuff that they want us to talk about, that they want us to bring up, then we shall absolutely do that as well. Um, Care, my friend, how are you? I'm fine, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear it, Brian. How are you? Fine. Nice quiet day today. So, looking forward to this one. And I'm trying to remember the last time. You were actually at work, Brian. It's... I'm, I'm on annual leave. It's great. No, you're actually on long-term sick, so I don't know why you're <laughs> on this podcast, because you'll get caught. You'll absolutely get caught. Wolf, how are you? Okay. No, I'm fine. <laughs> More to the point, Wolf, how's your missus after the day's draws? She's uh, she's been in a better she's been in better moods than a Monday tea time, I have to say. Yeah, I had to relay the draw down the phone to her because she was driving home from work. And I really the um the women's cup draw. I said she's at home. Obviously she's a jambo. She's at home to Celtic, and she went off. Oh, then the men's draw came out. I said she's at home. She says that's fine. To the same team you're playing in the women's. And I think she nearly crashed her car. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a very good record at Ten Castle, so I think it's actually an easier yeah. draw than what people are making out. So. No, because Celtic's got a very good record at Ten Castle as well. To be fair, that's what I just said. But you're what you weren't listening. But it's okay. It's okay. I'm used to it. I'm absolutely used to it. Can I say I've got a new I've got a new favourite name of uh, all the people who comment and watch. Uh, I've got an absolutely new favourite name. Who cares? 
That is brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> that is superb, Kerr. To be no, idolised like that, Kerr, that must feel good. No. <laughs> it's actually probably a dick. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody. Uh, no, that's uh, correct. Right, so, Kerr, you were on the... Re- I'm sure you were on the reaction with me last night. My voice um, is. Have you managed to kind of calm down a wee bit from from the game and in one or two situations that angered you a little? I did. I watched the highlights last night and I've looked back on other stuff this morning. I'm still really changing my opinion, but I can see why it was done and the reasons and you just have to move on. My opinion still, if it was I was a manager when I'd done it, but that's just me, but I can understand why it was done and how it was done and we won the match and obviously didn't want that goal to be the one that help us beat party fifth. So that way I can see it for that. And I don't don't want that pressure on Malik Pillman either as a young boy. And I can see what Michael B was talking about. So I understand the reasons. And also it shows that we're above everybody else in Scottish football. But just from my perspective, the sport integrating in Scotland's just kind of went pop in the last five or six years. So that's our reason I have done it because I don't think anybody had done it for us, but that's just coming for me, that's not coming for the manager, so I appreciate what you've done and we just move on. I'm not, I'm not getting any disrespect against him at the time, I was just angry. Aye, as, as were quite a lot of people, to be fair, and possibly rightly, possibly wrong, wrongly, it depends on, on your opinion. Um, well, if I'll come to you about it in, in just a wee second, um, because we went right on and done the reaction, I didn't really get a chance to catch the manager's post-match um, press conference. I've seen a, a couple of uh, lines from what he'd said, but I still actually haven't went back and, and watched it. But check in the comments. Why hasn't the club mentioned the stamp on Malik? What chance we got with the board's cowardice? Is it up to the board, Wilf, to come out and, and comment on on that specific incident? Or is, is it up to the manager to bring it up? Or is it up to the press to ask him? The press, the press are never going to ask him. The way the press are in Scotland, they're never going to ask him about about that, they mentioned it. You should have mentioned that the ball for me. You should have mentioned that the ball was put out of play due to the the the, the challenge on on Malik, and he could have framed he could have framed his his comment as a stamp. I thought it was a stamp. I, I can't believe with VAR at the game they didn't go back and look at that because if they deem that to be a stamp, then the whole. Malik intercepts the guy's bad control off the throw and doesn't become an issue because we the guy gets sent off and we get a free kick. And the game moves on from there. And there's not there's not all this should be a let them walk the ball in after you know, I mean, after a professional footballer can't control a ball thrown up, thrown to him from his colleague for about three feet away with four touches. You know what I mean? On the pit on a pitch that's like a bowling green. I'd expect a Rangers player to control a ball better than that, supposing he was at St. Johnson. When the pitch, when the pitch is like a, like a played field, you know what I mean. You, you can you can understand why why Malik went in and took the ball off him. I mean, my I bumped into a, a qualified referee um, after the game. Uh, he's involved in fan media. I'm not going to name him, but you'll you'll all know who he is. Um, and I said, look, why did the referee not just stop the play if that was if it was going to be such an issue? And he said, well, he couldn't really. And my reaction to that was, well, he could have found something wrong with the throw. And he says, you mean he could cheat it? This is well, to me, he cheated anyway. Because he never sent, sent anybody off for, for Malik getting getting decked when there was a Rami in the box. Which at the time I thought was the goalkeeper. But I've seen it back and it wasn't the goalkeeper. It was their, cap, it was their captain. Uh, the, was it the boy Holt? It was him that, that knocked Tillman over. But the goalkeeper was the first to put hands on him. So the goalkeeper for me should have been booked for that. And then he was cautioned later on for time wasting. So he should have been off. But all that could have been avoided had somebody flagged up the fact that the only reason Tillman was on the ground was the guy stamped on his ankle. Which at the very least a yellow card, the free kick to Rangers, the throw-in doesn't happen, and there's none of this none of this debate of it's what Rangers did right or wrong. And for the record, I'm still on the fence. I don't know whether it was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. Uh, uh, that's right if you're talking, my, that's my if opinion, you're talking about Wolf is is he English? This ref, I, don't, I, I had never heard of the guy, but he's there. No, I'm talking about the ref you were talking to after the game. Is he English? No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Jeff, does, he's, no, it wasn't does, he's, does his name, does his name rhyme with Spike? 
Brilliant respect. Is his first name Mike Wolf? No, no. All right, okay. Well, he's not a top flight ref. He's a qualified ref. He's not not a top. You do you do know who I'm talking about? I'll tell you off here. I don't want to name him. Um, <laughs> not you're adding to the conspiracy theories here, Will. It's brilliant. Yeah, no, but, uh, but what he said was the referee couldn't stop the play, and, he, and he's probably right. I just thought, well, the referee could have found something wrong with the throw and said, look, that doesn't stand. The throw was wrong, blah, whatever. You know what I mean? And it would have taken the whole thing out of the... The, the whole Michael, should Michael Beale have done what made the decision he made out of the equation. Now, I've got no, I've got no issue with letting them walk it in because we won the game. Had we lost the game, I'd be sitting here spitting chips. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, why no. I'm quite on the fence about whether, because at the time we realised, myself and the guy behind me in the club, that we realised what was happening. That Michael Wee was going to was going to say, "Look, let them walk it in," and we just we couldn't believe we were watching. I mean, I mean, my daughter was with me, and she's over the moon that she's got a video on her phone of somebody just walking the ball from the halfway line into the net because she's never seen it before. <laughs> and I said, "Demi, you're 19. I've been watching football for 45 years. I've never seen it." You know what I mean? Well, it happened a few years ago at Leeds Aston Villa. Was it Leeds Aston Villa? I think it happened. So, yeah, but I, I, I don't didn't see it. Pontus Janssen was the player that took exception to it for Leeds. Do you know what? On that point, Brian, right? Um, first, firstly, on the challenge itself. Now, maybe it is my blue tinted specs. I don't know. I, I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong if somebody points out a valid reason as to why I'm wrong. Um, but I can't understand, A, how the boy isn't sent off for stamping on Malik's ankle, because for me it looks deliberate, and it looks it's, it's not like he's trying to stretch for the ball. The ball's well gone. Um, even if he was stretching, for me he's got time to move his foot back, Brian. It looks like a clear stamp with the intent to injure him. So for me, that is an absolute stonewall red card. So... I'm amazed that the ref doesn't give it, but if the ref's genuinely missed it, I'm amazed that VAR hasn't looked at it. It was certainly bordering on um, cowardly as a tackle. Um, he knew what he was doing. He, as you say, he left his he left his boot in there clearly. Um, yeah, I'm amazed like you that VAR didn't sort of say to the referee, "Look, you've missed something clear and obvious. You better go and look at it." Um, I thought that's what VAR was for, but clearly not. <coughs> And then on the goal situation, I think sitting with my two pals, Mark and Mark, last night in the pub. Mark and Mark. Mark. You're both called Mark. So, so um, never. So, so if, they two, is that, if they're two marks, does that make you a, does that make you a no mark? <laughs> Probably, yes. I. Oh, oh this is I'll let you away with that one. Uh, so, if you'd heard the colourful language that we were saying at the incident, you would obviously have realised we weren't too pleased. Um, obviously, we'd won the game. I think we'd calmed down slightly because we'd won the game. Um, but I think after a sleep, a sleep, thinking about it, time to think, I think Michael Beale's actually done the club. He's probably, he's probably. T- I mean, it was it was big news in America, obviously, because Tillman's plays for Rangers. And of course, it was all over American news that Rangers have done this great sportsmanship, you know, letting a Park score. Um, so, in some respects, he's actually done a lot of good for the club, in the sense that it's gave us a good sort of bit of PR. In the sense, you know, we've we've done we've, we've realised we've made a mistake. Brian, forget the PR, right? For, forget all about no, no. PR, right? Was it the right decision? Well, it's the right decision because we won the game. But at the time, it's it's the it's the whole story. Would anybody have done it for us? And I doubt they would. But I don't so, care. I don't care no, about that. I, I don't care about that. I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult. I kind of I kind of feel it is the right decision, but at the same time, I'm I'm torn. Don't I'm, sit on the fence, please. Don't sit on the fence. For me, it was the right decision. At the time, it was the right decision. Last night, I thought it was the right decision. You can see the boys miscontrolled the ball, and he's clearly going to kick it back to us. Right? Malik Tillman's read the situation wrong, but he's not done it on purpose. He's no. then took the ball, and he's actually went and scored a lovely goal, right? Mm-hmm. which is fair enough. Mick Beale's realised. Ian McCall's realised the whole situation. All right, fair enough. Give him the ball. They'll score, and we'll carry on with the game. Kerr, I don't think, personally, 
um, that, that anything should have been made out of this. I get that it's a spectacle because it's not something that usually happens and it's something a bit different and it, it maybe causes a, a few paper, some papers to sell a few more than what they usually do. But for me, there was nothing in it. The right decision was made and, and you move on. I think it was always going to cause issues. I think, I think the, support's actually, the support's actually split down the middle with this. I think half of the support agreeing, half are thinking, mm-hmm. what about if it, if it was one each at a time? Or, or what about it cost us a game? It's worked out because we won. Personally, I can say to you, if it was me making a decision, I wouldn't have done it. But I can see where Michael Beale's coming from. So I know you said don't sit in the fence. I'm sitting in the fence because I know where, <laughs> I know where he was coming from. <laughs> And it was probably right in the way he did it, but as an unwritten rule in football, he didn't have to do it. He done it through his own. Mm-hmm. He done it off his own back. But I thought it was me making that. I thought it was me making that decision, and I said no. That's a goal. Let's play on because I thought the boy had enough chance to control the ball and get it away. It's not my fault he can't control a football. And it, I just thought it's just accumulation of things. I just thought it was wrong at the time, and I'm still probably sitting that side of the fence. But I can see why the club have done it. I can see why Michael Beale's done it. And it was, it's good PR for the club, but we don't look at the PR and say, we want to win. Unfortunately, we won, but I thought they, I thought they went against us. You might have still said it was the right decision, but you'd have been angry as well we get beat, and that might have caused us a game. Do you know what I mean? So it's, I think it's one way things we'll probably see again, so we just have to no. move on. No. But the, other way, the other way to look at it as well is if we didn't do what we did and let them score, could you imagine the mainstream media with Tillman and what the, the vilification he would have got? Do you think? Yeah, do you think? The point. Sorry, Wolf. Do you think that's why so, the main reason why Bill done it then? No, I don't think that's the main reason. But it, I, I bet that came into his thinking that he didn't want anybody, you know, piling on top of Tillman for doing what he did. Personally, well, he, he basically he basically said that uh, after the game. But the point somebody made to me, and I never thought about it until they said it to me last night, was if we just got on with the game. You know, let 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 Partick kick off and just got on with the game and carried on. Do you think anybody would ever give us the ball back again if we kicked out for a player to get get treatment? That way. Uh, he's a, this is one of the things you don't know, and but but well, do you know what? Well, it's, you, all, you know it's, what it's, all, it's all conjecture. For me, well, right. Obviously, this has been the issue because of how close the game was, etc. Some people have said, look, if you were 2-1 down to Celtic and the same happened, would you do it in a cup final or a defining league fixture game? And for me, the the answer for me there is the correct thing to do is to do what we done last night, but I wouldn't do it. But that but that still doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to do, if you get what I'm saying, right? But the reason yep. I suppose that this has become a bigger story than what it has is because we were so, so poor last night. Oh, dreadful. First first half was the worst half of football we've played in a long, long time. I mean, it was it was it was awful. I mean, the manager put his hands up and said it's probably down to him. He made he made too many changes, basically he made too many changes. He had players playing I mean, we had we're normal front three, none of none of them are playing at all. You know, I mean I mean normally you've got you've got you've got Kent, Sakala and Morellas, or two of the three, or at least one of the three. You had you had none of them. He had a brand new front three up there. The midfield was was unrecognisable. Putting playing James Sands, James Sands had a decent game and he, he got his the winning goal. But the manager himself said, "Look, I'm not judging him as a centre half because he's not a centre half." And then he played him at centre half and left Liam King on the bench. I don't, I didn't quite understand that. So the whole team selection was a wee bit baffling, you know. And the manager said himself, "He probably got it wrong." And we shouldn't have to bring on Ryan Kent and Kemar Riff at half time to beat Partick Thistle at Ibrox. But we brought them on and we beat them. And the object of the exercise was to be in today's draw. And we were in today's draw. So, you know, we've just got to take it on the chin and move on. It was it was a terrible, terrible performance. Second half was much better than the first half. But the second half wasn't wasn't particularly great, which tells you how bad the first half was. It was I mean, we didn't have a, we didn't have a shot on, on target in the first half at home to Partick Thistle. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. With all with all the attacking options we had in the park, I mean I mean Cantwell Terrific, terrific player. He's still got to get used to the way Scottish football is. I mean, it seemed to me that they took him off before he fell out with the ref because he was going down quite easily looking for things that Rangers players simply don't get. And he has to learn that. I think that's possibly one of the reasons he took Cantwell off. Because for me, he should have taken Kamara off because Kamara was dreadful. 
in the first half. But I mean, you could have taken anybody off. To be honest, he could have took anybody off. No, nobody could have taken off. Was the only one he couldn't he couldn't have taken off was the forty one year old goalkeeper because he kept <laughs> us in that in the first half. <laughs> please, please, please! I don't want to talk about goalkeepers. Um, I really, really don't want to talk about goalkeepers. Um, Kerr Sharpie, and this is true. We look like the the championship side in the first half. Did he make too many changes, or 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 was it just a case of too many players had an off night, or was it players trying to get to know each other? Hadjik coming back after a year out, getting his first start. Cholak coming back after an injury. I know I keep talking and making up excuses here, but yeah. was, was there a main reason as to why we were so poor? No, I think it was just a accumulation of things, and I think all the things you mentioned are probably part of that. And I just think, I think he said himself, he maybe played too many similar players. Whereas you've got Kent in the part that gives you something slightly different. Uh, no, Kamara. Ruth gives us something slightly different. I think when you get Tillman, you get Campbell, you get Hadji, they're all very similar. So they're using the same areas. There's nobody going out wide, nobody can make the runs off, and they all want to do the same job. Whereas you take off Hadji and Campbell, you've only got Tillman doing that. And you can see he actually upped his game and they went off because he had more space to play about when he created more. So I think it was, it's just learning as he goes. He's got these guys he wants to try and find, he wants to give them minutes in their legs. And you ask anybody, any supporters, even as we all said, Party of Thistle was probably the game to do it because it was Party of Thistle. But like I said to you before, Martin, Thistle came to Ibrox and to lose. I mean, obviously, the manager then only was going to get a sack, but by all accounts, they want to get a sack, win, lose, or draw, and they did. But they came to Ibrox and to lose. They were going to, they expected to get destroyed. They, were, they knew they were probably going to go out, so they came to try and prove a point, which they probably did, to be fair to them. But that was because Rangers were poor, but Thistle were actually quite decent. And you can see, did we make them decent? We probably did, but you have to give them a bit of credit as well. They made us, it made it difficult for us until we actually changed that about. So there's a communication of things, but like we'll said as well, at the end of the day, we're in the next, we're in the draw for the next round, but I don't think in the future we'll make as many changes. No. He did say right enough in his press conference, Alec Lowry would have started, but he was injured. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and Jerome, that was, was something I was going to talk about tonight. Um, but we spoke about it obviously on the, the, the members channel today about about Lowry. Um but obviously with that with that injury and, and I don't want to start just trying to make things up in terms of you know is he going to get in the team is he not because it's just a genuine injury and yeah. apparently left the, the training centre in a boot as well so it is a one hundred percent um maybe that's how hard they started maybe that's how he started the game because maybe Lowry was penciled in so there's all I, different things but we got it through we can look back and the players are going to have to, I know we say it all the time, we're going to have to improve, but we're going to have to stop saying it and improving for the start of games. But another, yeah. another side of that coin, we got through, and even though we're going behind in games, still, we're still getting the winners. We're still... That only that goals. only works for so long, Kerr. You know that. We, we, we think that, but it's been 13 games and it's still working. So one's big confidence, even though it's, we're not doing it for 90 minutes, it's still being confidence in the players. They don't know when they're beating. Even when they're playing bad, they still think they've got a chance. Well, the Wolf brings up the point, Brian. Why do we start so slow in games? Um, it is getting to be a habit, and habits are very difficult to break. I really don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the God's honest truth. I, I have no idea. Um, we're very sluggish. We just The other team just seems to be more up for it than us at the start of games. We're just we're very casual. We're very passive we're very we're just everything we shouldn't be at the start of our game and i've no reason why that is the case um it should be the opposite you know it should be you're up for it and you're wanting to win the game convincingly and you're wanting to score goals and for some reason we just come out like a turtle and it's ridiculous how slow we are it's 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 frightening i mean i just don't have an answer and it's it's bizarre because, as the, somebody said in the comments, you know, it was a good team we had out last night. It wasn't. I don't think anybody was sort of thinking, "Oh well, well, it's not a good team." That forward line, midfield forward, was was really good. So we had plenty of options and we had plenty of talent in the attack. It just wasn't. It's maybe just. It's just taken them a bit of time to gel, as somebody said. Hadji's just come back. Campbell signed. Raskin signed. So it's obviously not got the right dynamics yet, and they're still getting used to each other. So, but as I say, I don't actually have a. Specific, specific reason why we're such slow starters. I just don't understand it. 
Well, I need to stop paying you now because that's what you're paid for to have answers. Um, you know what I mean? It's shocking, shocking. Do you get less and nothing Anybody else have an answer? <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what? Well, um, I don't like to talk about this. I, I genuinely don't, right? Because the other side of the city um, do enough talking for probably the top five leagues in Europe. Um, but last night, I thought the referee was honking. I thought he was terrible. Even with the assistance of VAR, he got most decisions wrong. The people controlling VAR at the other end, if they made a decision, they got it wrong. Um, the standard of officiating in this country, and, and I say it all the time, the standard, standard of officiating is ridiculously rubbish. Um, there's no conspiracies here. That are, and There's no conspiracies. But, and don't get me wrong, Partick Fissel leading at half-time, we, none of us sitting here can have any complaints about that because they were by far the better team. But I'm still trying to rack my brains as to how that's a penalty. The the, the biggest thing that surprised me about the referee, I don't think I'd ever heard of him before. And I watched the highlights earlier today and I noticed that he's got a FIFA badge on his on his, uh, his shirt. So he's a he's a he's a Scottish FIFA representative, right? That I've never I've never heard of I go watch Rangers every week. So, you know. I thought I, I thought I knew our so-called top referees. I've never heard of this guy, and he, he represents us at international level. And he was—I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't very good at all. And it seems that for the penalty, it seems that he had his mind changed for him, which means he doesn't. Which means he's not a very strong referee, because he must—he must have seen what happened, and it, it took him long enough to have a look at it. You know, and it mystifies me why it was a penalty because. I mean, I don't often agree with Stephen Cragen, but Stephen Cragen says uh, Cholak's landing on one leg after jumping after right. You, you can't do that without your your hands being slightly away from your body. It was right in front of him. If the ball had, if the ball had bypassed his arm, hit his body, it would have landed in exactly the same place as it did. So it didn't make a silhouette any bigger. So it mystifies me as to how that's a handball. I mean, I don't even think our penalty was a penalty. To be perfectly honest, no, 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 I, I, I do, I do, I, I do well, think I it was. But I, I do. Can I can I just say a big quick thank you and hello to channel legend, the Batchman, John Bachelor, four forty nine super chat, John. Thank you very, very, very much. Um, I, I'm going to take Will's point about about the second penalty care to you. Um, for me, it is a penalty, and I know that if there's people watching this who don't support Rangers, which I know there is. Um, there always is, and, and sometimes they're sitting watching at half one in the morning and, and all that good stuff and record it on their phone, um, which is always it's nice to know people are watching me at half one in the morning because um, it's usually other stuff people are watching at that time. Um, but the, the second one for me, Kit, is a penalty simply because there's, there's a fibble outside the box, right? That's clear. Yeah. Now, if that was it, then obviously it's a free kick outside the box, but he continues inside the box and he's got a hold of his arm. Now, this is where it gets a wee bit stupid, right? He's got a hold of his arm, which isn't enough to make him go down, right? But, but the fact that he's filled him outside the box and continued to fill inside the box for me is the reason that it is a penalty. Had it just been the tug, I don't think that would have been enough to solely give a penalty. But because it's a continuation of a fill into the box, for me, that's why it's a penalty. I get what you're meaning, and I see the rules change constantly, but I'd have still give it outside the box, but that's just because... I'm old school and I'm, I still go with penalties that way. I know rules get changed constantly. And I know what you mean. The, the foul started outside and it continued down and they gave a penalty there. So if that's in your rules, that's in your rules. That's what we have to go away. But I, I think with all these rule changing, I think sometimes the referees don't know how they're coming or going. And like all said, and when they get told to go and look at the monitor, before they even look at the monitor, they're thinking to themselves, I've made a mistake here, I need to change it. So... There has to be some some consistency, but it's not just up here. VAR's causing issues, and like we said before, VAR's the technology. That's not the issue. It's the people that control it and people that look at it. So we've seen it in England that weekend, how many controversies they've had. So it's not just up here. It's people, for some reason, referees, I don't know if they know how to control it properly. I don't know if they don't, don't all the rules of football, but something has to be done. There has to be another training course somewhere they all have to go and sit on throughout a day to work this technology because they're, they're all struggling because every game you watch 
you see us, you see different decisions for the same type type of stuff. So we could sit and argue about as penalty saying it's not penalty and it's not. And then you can watch a game later on, maybe the Davo game, and you think, I happened in the Rangers game and that was a penalty, but it's not in Davo game. So it's there's no consistency throughout any football matches in Scotland. Everything is different. And but you know yourself, Martin, when it's Rangers involved, it's because we get a decision. That's why people say it's different, but it's no, it's because the refereeing standard of not just Scotland, the whole of the UK at the moment is very poor. Do you know something? Actually, King Wreck makes a point, channel member, and based on how many decisions were going against us before VAR, I'm still happy it's here. I think, in general, I think VAR probably gets more right than wrong. I think it does. Um, big decisions and, and games where it's important, some of them have, have, have been wrong decisions, which is why I think a lot of people dislike VAR. Um, I make this point all the time, Brian. It's not VAR that's making the wrong decisions. It's the people using it. <clears throat> we said that before it was going to get installed. You know, it's the same. It's the same idiots operating the VR that are in the in the on the pitch. So, you know what I mean? It's leopards don't change their spots. They're the same guys making the same decisions. And I mean, there was a game down in England where they drew the lines wrong, so they they ruled out a goal. I mean. How, how can you get that wrong? It's just bizarre. How they've been trained in this, allegedly, and now they're saying, oh, uh, it was human error. Very sorry. It's like, well, that's just ridiculous. It shouldn't be happening. But it is happening. And even our alleged best refs that we get at Ibrox over the last few weeks, months, they're awful as well. And they, they're officiating in the Champions League and European Championships, and and they're, they're actually not any better than some of these new guys. And that's the problem. It's, it's just, I don't, it's just, it's been Scottish referees for a long, long time. And I don't, I don't see it improving anytime soon unless there's a severe injection of money or they go full time. Um, a lot of them are obviously part time. So um, they've got to go full time and they've got to, you know, pay the, pay a proper wage. Cause until that, I don't think we're going to move forward any better. I'm on mute there. I was giving I always give you gentle trouble for that. I'm not sure going full time, Brian, um, will make any difference when you're looking at a, a penalty decision where a player's jumping in the air, another player heads it half a yard away from him and it hits his arm. I don't know how full time solves that. Well, somebody, but that's a con that's a conversation um for another day. What are you going to say, Brian? Somebody in the comments did say that Dermot Desmond uh, debunked the it wasn't a penalty on Sky Sports this morning. No, it wasn't Dermot. I would I would be amazed if it was Dermot Desmond. Um probably more Dermot Gallagher. Dermot Gallagher, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Dermot Desmond and yeah. what's he doing on Sky Sports News talking about the Rangers? <laughs> um, but well, for, on a more positive note, yes, it was not the best performance last night. We all agree, but we got through, etc., etc. All the usual cliches. But Nicholas Raskin, or, or Raskan, depending on how you want to pronounce it, um, what did you make of him last night? I thought, although we weren't great, I thought I thought he looked quite good. I thought he looked decent. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was excellent. I mean, he. He, st- he played for an awful lot longer than I expected him to. I mean, he only got hooked with two minutes to go, which surprised me. I thought he would maybe last 60, 70 minutes because he's hardly played. But yeah, I thought he looked he looked really good. He was he was always showing for the ball. He was he wasn't scared to get stuck in. You know, I mean, when the when the Tillman thing happened, then it all and it all went a wee bit a wee bit chaotic. And goal with he was one of the first players there to back his mate up. He's only been there five minutes. You know, so I don't think I don't think he he minds mixing it. Uh, he, he was always making himself available. Um, always, look, always looking for the ball. I think he'll. I think he'll do okay. I mean, I don't want to get. To, I don't. I don't want to get carried away by a guy who we've seen for one game and a little bit of another game. But so far, so good. If that, if that continues, then we've got an absolute star on our hands. Yeah. Again, care just quickly on asking before we move on. Um, I thought he was tidy. He looked composed. I, and, I, and I hate this, oh, but we need to see him against better teams, etc. We can only judge on what we see. And he looks like, and, and don't forget, this is his first start. It's only what his, his second game. He only had like a, a very short sub appearance, I think. Yeah. Um, so for, for me, he, look, he looks like a player who's going to fit in right away. He does now. I thought the longer the game went on, the better he was getting. I know people are saying, hey, I've been tired him, but I thought the longer the game went on, he was getting more involved and he was. He was box to box. He was he was he was at the back trying to get the ball. He was moving forward. It. What I like about him is that he passes and he moves. He doesn't pass and just watches. He'll pass and move to receive it somewhere else. And 
his awareness is really good, especially positional sense when he's receiving the ball. He receives it from the shoulder so he can turn and his head's always up to look to who he can pass it to. So for a young guy, he's, he's very aware in a football park. He takes a ball really well in and he's always looking for others on the move before he gets it. So his game management's really good as well. When he gets the ball, he just holds it down and he's quite direct and he's passing. It puts a wee bit of fizz in it so it reaches his, his, uh, the players in the same team. I think he's got a lot of attributes that's going to help us in the future. And I don't know a lot about him, but the, the twice I've seen him now, I think he looks great. Obviously, I'm at Wolf, I'm not going to go overboard to him, but what I've seen so far, he looks fantastic. I know he'll have his ups and downs because he's still young, but I think he looks a great acquisition so far. Yeah, 100% agree. 100% agree. So, yeah, we got through. End of the day, that's all that really matters. Before um, listen, a five six seven nil win, great performance. Everybody bonding, gelling, looking good would have been fantastic. But Brian, we got through, and in the next round, believe it or not, we're at home, um, which you know I'm a wee bit dubious about. I'm not going to lie to you, a wee bit dubious um, against Rafe Rovers. I mean, we couldn't really handpick a better tie, could we? Not really. Um, I mean, the hot balls worked again today for us, you know. Really glad that's that's helped us again, you know, that home tie stuff. So it's great, absolutely great. Um, more home ties the better. But no, it's a it's a it's a good tie. Uh Wraith um championship team again. So I think we'll have as the guys have said, we'll have learnt the lessons from last night and not go as many changes as he's obviously made. He'll try and play probably as strong a team as he can. Um, and just win the game and not mess around. So it's it's a good tie. Wraith are, you know, have been in the past, you know, a winner of the League Cup and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it's a good tie. I mean, the only other one you could probably say was the Darville sort of Falkirk or Air tie. That would have been, you know, the other I'll, teams. I'll tell you right now, Brian, I wouldn't have wanted Hearts away. No, no. definitely not. I mean, no. an away tie anyway. Don't want an away I tie mean, either. See, to be fair, to be fair, Wolf, you would think that if one of the old forum teams was to get a team like Hearts away, which is clearly the most difficult um, draw outside the old forum left in the competition, if one of the old forum teams was to get Hearts away, and both the men's and the women's teams, that's a bit too suspicious, is it not? Just a wee bit. They're trying to make out before the draw that the, the, the two members of Biffy Cairo doing the draw were Kilmarnock fans. You know what I mean? Nobody admits to supporting Kilmarnock unless they're trying to hide the fact they're really Rangers fans. So, <laughs> you know, that's just the way it works. That's just the way it works, you know. Don't want to alienate half, half their fans and all that. So, yeah, it is, it is a wee bit suspicious. You know, I mean, they even, they even changed Celtic's number for the second row and Hart still drew them twice. So there's something definitely all right there. I know. You know but it's, it's... but the, for me, the two good things about the two good things for me about a home draw against Wraith Rovers is, first of all, from a personal point of view, there's no ticket scramble because mm-hmm. there'll be plenty of tickets for everybody that wants to go to the game. And secondly, it means we can keep the lights on in March because we'll have some money to keep the lights on. So that's uh, well, that will that will that will stave off another administration. So I don't you know, uh, do us a favour again. So can he not? <clears throat> I had I had to contact Rangers and say I can't give you any more money to keep the lights on. You're going to have to figure out a way to do it yourself. And uh, they they decided obviously to go down the route of managing to get home draws in, in the cup. Which I don't know how they went. I don't know how they've done it. I genuinely don't know how they've done it, but they've managed it so fair play to them. Um, and Biffy Clyro, you know, that's, that's a smart move by Rangers to get them in to do the draw. That's all I'm going to say. And then we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, Kea, I was disappointed because they actually, sorry, Martin, but Biffy Clyro only stepped in at the last minute. It was supposed to be St. Phoenix, but they thought that was a wee bit too obvious after the, the, the that, game. That would have been far too obvious. They couldn't do that. They couldn't do that. You know, the Rangers and the SFA have got to try and hide it a wee bit. You know, the collaboration. It's Biffy Clyro was probably the right move, I would say. I'd probably say. Paul could um, have just scored the Darvel. Oh, well, who cares? Um, care. I only care about Rangers. I'm not going to lie. Um, so care. I. Transfer rumours already. Um, Darius Olaru. Um, and no doubt I'm saying that wrong. Um, I know for a fact that before we started, and this is a phrase that we love on this podcast, I know that you've done hundreds and hundreds of research on this boy. <laughs> um, so do you want to let the viewing public, do you want to let the millions know watching everything there is to know about 
Darius Olaru. He's a boxy box midfielder who's quite physical on the ball by all accounts. He's played 22 games this season, scored one goal. He's very highly rated and by all accounts he's looking for a move to a better league in Europe but I don't really know much else. I'm not the one I've never seen him play. I don't know a lot about him. That wise, I've just I watched the but on YouTube. He, he looks very competent in the ball, but videos to me don't show you the player really. It just shows you the best bits. Not you can make that for for anybody. If that's the case, we're linked to him. That's good because I think we're now attracting attraction of midfielder in who's got a lot of potential and he's very highly rated. So that means there's going to be ones heading out the door. Uh, so I wonder who that could be. But also we've been linked with Angus Gunn. I don't know if you've seen that, the goalkeeper as well. So, mm-hmm. the Norwich, six feet five, 27. The only thing Mangus says, he's a very good keeper, but he's still got two years left in his contract. So, I think he would cost us a wee bit of money. But for 27. Well, you, know, you know the market down there, Kerr, right? Um, and, and we'll jump to Angus quickly because, you know, you, you like to just keep me jumping and, and changing subject and all that because you know how I like to go on an even flow. I like to keep you on your. On no, your that's, that, that, that's why you're on your, your first and final warning. <laughs> As it currently stands, um, but you know, it's it's no um, it's no secret that we're looking for a goalkeeper for the start of next season, right? That, that's no secret to anybody. No. Um, Angus Gunn, number one, care is he good enough? And number two, can we afford them? I think he's good enough. Yeah, I mean, he's put a lot of football down there. He's putting the championship at the moment, which I think the championship's probably in the same level as SPF, probably a better level in SPL, part for obviously ourselves and the other side. Uh, He's 27, 6 feet 5, so hopefully he's commanding to come out for cross balls, which I've not had for a while. A good short stopper. And he was also at Man City for a while. He, he, he came through the academy. Yeah. So I think it cost us a few bob, but I think we're not going to get him for like a, a million. I think it might be cost more than that, because depending on what happens this season, if they go up to the Bemership, they might be the number one. I don't know if they will, but they might. Somebody said in the chat that they want three million. Three million to me would be a good price because you don't have to buy James Sands. Just use that. Just use that money and get a well, keeper. We're going to come to that. We are definitely going to come we're to that. Desperate for a keeper, but on the, the other boy, you know, fingers are like the best midfielder. We, we need we need younger players, my boy. Part we need. We need twenty four. He's only twenty four. Yeah. I know. So I mean, Lundstrom. I said before Lundstrom, I would get if he can get an offer for Lundstrom, I would take it. Jack, I would keep because I like Ryan Jack. And I think he can offer a lot. Is important games. I feel he's probably going, Davis is probably going, Kamara's probably going. So you get younger guys in there, I think that would help us massively singing guys like this. But I think the two players like that moment are two players that would improve us. Right, well, firstly, Brian, on, on Darius himself, like I say, he's 24. His predominant position is central midfield. However, he can play attacking midfielder and right winger. He made 17 appearances for the Romania under 21, scoring two goals, and he's made nine appearances um, for the Romania first team. Now, we discussed this earlier on on the members' pod, um, but we will bring it back up because um, let's talk about it to the masses, to the hundreds of thousands of people that tune in. Um, if this is a player that we are seriously interested in, and it's going to be between the five and eight million euro mark. Before we touch on the money, before we come to the money, just looking at the league he's playing and the standard that he's playing and the fact that he's a Romanian international, you know, this is a quality, quality player we're looking at. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and as 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 Kerza said, you know, we're looking at goalie, we're looking at this guy, the money for Tillman, the alleged money for Sands. I mean, there's an awful lot of outlay in all those, you know positions or people that we're looking at um there's gonna to have to be some movement on the on the way out obviously and there's there's a few out of contract there's maybe one or two that like Kamada that are in contract that might get sold so there's gonna be serious wheeling and dealing this summer um in and out and it's 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 honestly gonna be like a merry-go-round one in one out or two in two out it's just gonna be constantly this summer and it's it's going to be very interesting. I mean, the the young guy he, he plays at Stour Bucharest. I mean, it's it's nice that he's sort of flexible. He can play in two or three positions, but he seems to have nailed down this box to box midfield sort of position now. So um, it'll be interesting. He seems, on the face of it, a a very good a young player. So 
the age again. It's the age that Michael Beale's been going for. So it's it's obviously that age bracket that he's obviously he's obviously taken on board that the 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 squad was too old. So he's obviously going down this route of signing younger guys. So it's gonna be a, it's just it's gonna be very interesting summer. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, and obviously, we'll be joining his international teammate, Yanis, mm. at Rangers, if we were to go and sign him. Um, John Batchelor, again, 449 Super Chat. John, as always, greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, um, my friend. Well, in terms of the position that Darius plays, central midfield, can play attack in midfield, etc., etc. If we're looking to put the outlay on Tillman, which I think 99.9% of Rangers fans agree that we should, if Bayern want to sell him, if we if we can buy him, whatever the, the case may be, if we're looking to sign Tillman, should we really be looking at another midfielder for about four or five million pounds over other positions in the team that we could possibly strengthen? It depends. It depends on what the budget, what the the budget we've got is, and who who goes out. I mean, the Tillman thing for me, as I understand the deal, we've got. A deal already agreed with Bayern, so it's only down to if Malik Tillman wants to come to Rangers. Because we've said we want him. So the only stumbling block now would be if he turned around and went, nah, I'm not coming. And I think that would only happen if somebody offered them ridiculous money, but hopefully he's happy enough and he'll stay. Um, but I mean, if we're looking at this this Romanian guy to bring him in, I'm not so sure he'd be playing beside his Romanian teammate, because if he comes in, it wouldn't surprise me if we let Haji go. Because we could get an awful lot of money for him just because of what his name is. And he's I mean he's he's huge over there. You know? I mean, if this if this other guy whose name I'm not gonna attempt either, if he's under contract and we need to sign him, it wouldn't surprise me if we, if we sent Hadji the other way. Because he's absolutely massive over there. But I don't know if that'd be big enough, I don't know if that'd be a big enough stage for him. Um and on the Angus gunpoint. Do we know is he is does he class the Scottish team for Europe? I know he's I know he's got caps in the in the unders for England because he's chose England over Scotland. But is he care, do you know is he is he is he class the Scottish train? I can't tell you, Wolf. I thought I heard they was changing again back to Scotland to play international football. So but I mean even that even that doesn't matter because John McLaughlin plays for Scotland and he's not classed as Scotland Scottish train. So I know, I know. So I, I don't just wondered I mean... where Angus Gunn spent his youth career. As England. No, that's that's half. So obviously it's going to be coming through that, coming through the because next because of, because of the, Yeah, because of, the, because of the European thing, you really want your goalkeeper to be to be one of Scottish strength players. It's like it's like in the old days of the, the three foreigners, rule. you didn't want your no, goalkeeper to be foreign. That's why we signed Andy Gorham. That's why we signed Gorham. Because you don't, don't want your, your goalkeeper to be foreign. You know what I mean? Takes up one of your slots. So... Interesting, as Brian says, interesting times ahead. I mean, it's just it's just typical of what happens at Rangers. The transfer window is just slammed shut, and we're already be linked with players in the one that opens in June. Well, the, you know I mean? look, the, the, the reason the reason that this has got legs is because look, and I said this uh, earlier on today as well. You don't get anything off the of Rangers in terms of news or or even we just we there are puts that information. You get nothing, right? The Scottish press get nothing. Fan media get nothing. Nobody knows anything, right? This is coming from Romania, but it's 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 coming across as one of those that there's there's proper legs in this. Apparently, we've been to watch them before. Apparently, we're going to watch them during the playoffs. So there must be real interest. Now, with that said, care if there is real interest, if we're signing Tillman, if Lawrence comes back from injury, Cantwell's just joined Raskins there. We've got Jack. We've got Kamara. We've got Matondo. We've got Wright. We've got Kent. I mean, we're nearly into double figures for midfielders. So, clearly, some have to go. And that's without me even mentioning Arfield or Davis. Um, oh, Lawrence, you mentioned him? I did mention Lawrence, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Clearly, you just weren't listening as usual. No, um, man. So, <laughs> so, okay, we have an abundance of midfield players there. And you're talking, what are you talking, at least four have to go? I'd probably say more on that, Martin. Uh because obviously Davis and Arfield, I don't think will stay just because obviously age is against them. Kamara, I think, will go because he can get money for Glenn. Lundstrom, I think, he can get money from back down England. Uh, Hadji, I agree with Wolf. If he got an offer for Hadji, I think the club would seriously consider it because I think 
you could get a good bit of money for Yanis because you go to Amina, his face is in every Pepsi can over there, and he's very because his dad, he's got this romance with Yanis Hadjic because of who his dad was in Romania. And when I, when Wolf is, remembers like me, Romania were always a really good nation, national side when I was young, but they've not really hit the heights recently. But with Yanis, yeah, they still get that want to get back to where they were because it's Yanis Hadji, not Georgia Hadji. So I think you could sell Hadji for maybe more me bottom for. So that's enough. few pours out the, the, the equation and keep Jack Raskin. We've got Tillman, Lawrence, Kent. I would keep right. I wouldn't. Matondo's probably 50-50 depending on what Bill wants because he's not really played. Sakala's probably another one you could get money for, but obviously Sakala can make a difference in games for us at the moment. So would you want to sell him? But his money, he's one that you could probably sell for because he's the type of player that teams would like in their squad. So I think in the summer, I think we'll end up in the summer will be a lot of outgoings, but I think it might surprise you with some of the outgoings making with players we expect to go. I think some players that we maybe expect to keep, but the club may sell them because they get a wee bit of money for them. And that's without me even mentioning Lowry as well. And I forgot to mention Lindstrom until you brought him up here. So, but Wilf, I suppose in a way, <clears throat> because this story does seem to have legs, it kind of makes you confident in a way that, you know, the manager's come in and he's already looking at where to improve. And if he's looking at where to improve, they'll be looking at where to let players go as well. So I think I think that these wee transfer rumours give you confidence that, you know, albeit the transfer window's just closed, Rangers are still going. Yeah, I mean, it's you've got you've got to do your transfer business now. You've got to be looking about. I mean, we were in the we were in the, the unfortunate situation. We changed our manager just about the time of the World Cup when everybody was looking at you know, there was a five where uh, clubs had time to kind of get the ducks in the row. That's why that's why some clubs brought in players right at the start of the window, because they had them all lined up because their manager had been looking at them from the start of the season, probably from the end of last season. We changed our manager just before the World Cups. So we didn't have that. So we we have to be looking now at what we're doing. I mean, they keep I mean Directors of football keep telling you they're working two, three, or four windows ahead. So, the, no, they should be going to the, man, the manager with names and saying, right, this is the list we've got. If you get in, ask, do you fancy any of these? These are the guys we're looking for. And you should, they should be looking now. They should now, they should already be negotiating now with guys they're bringing in in the summer. Because as soon as we come back from pre-season, for pre-season training, the majority of our signings should be made. It should be none of this last, last day of the window stuff. I mean, I would expect a few to go out last day of the window, but, you know, we should be in the position because the manager's been in place for a while that come whenever they go back to training second or third week in June, the new signings are in, are in announced and ready, to, ready to hit the ground running so that, you know, we're ready to go for the start of the season and we're, we're tilted to the Champions League after we win this title and get straight in. Right, I shouldn't do this on air, right? I really shouldn't. Um, but I was talking to Carl, and we're doing these are, uh, well from Brian. You're doing the women's uh, the Rangers women's show later on tonight, nine p.m. or nine thirty. What would you, what would you prefer? Quickly, Brian, you're on mute. Nine p.m. Wolf is nine p.m. Okay with you? As long as you've got us off here by then, yeah, fine. Yes, we'll be off here in five minutes. So yes, nine p.m. is okay yes, with you. Fine. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, Brian, I will leave the final point to you about what the two guys were just talking about. You the floor is yours, my friend. Well, I was just reading the boy Olaru, his Olaru's his contract's up next 2024. Is that correct? Yes. So another guy running down his contract, but again, he's a Romanian international, so we'll have to pay a top dollar. Five between five and eight million euros. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're saying you know the transfer market website's five, just under five and a half million euros. So it's about the sort of number that we're expecting. I, I mean, the, when you're looking at the guys that who we think will leave, the, the obvious ones are clearly uh, Arfield and Davis because they're out of contracts. So there's two straight away. You'd probably, I think, as William Irvin said on a few occasions, you know, Lowry will probably get a loan the ne next season because he needs games and he really needs a, a full season of Premiership football with somebody. Um, we thought it was going to be St Mirren in January, but it didn't happen. So, And then the, the, the other ones that are looking saleable assets are sort of Lundstrom and, and Kamara. 
Again, do they want to stay or do they want to go? Does Beale like them? Does does he want them? Matondo, he's not featured hardly at all. So there's another one that you could say, well, sorry, you've you know cut our losses and let him go because that's a big wage. Oh, so, was just cutting your losses and letting. No, him I know, go. I know, but he's on a big wage. Eh? He's on a big wage. Ah, he's on a big wage. But I mean, if you say to the player, look, I'll let you go and join somebody else, then you'd like to think you'd get rid of him reasonably easy. But at the same time, that's the sort of that's the sort of area that I would think that's gonna happen. It's the, the two obvious guys that are out of contract and then Lowry to go out and loan and then one of either Kamara or Lundstrom to leave. Final point then, Kerr. Um, there's all this transfer chat, all these rumours, all the midfielders that we've got. Does it kind of put to bed the thoughts on us signing Sands permanently? Yeah, it's uh, just been unlucky for James. Under the last manager, he played quite a lot. But when obviously, Michael Beals came in. He said last minutes in the part, and we played yesterday, and he done okay. He was involved in the winning goal. But I just feel... He's not the player we need to move forward. It's just unlucky for him. I think he'll go back and go, maybe go back to America and then move back to Europe at some point. But at Rangers, I just feel we need to move somewhere different. I don't think he's a player under the manager we've got. I think it's a, it's a, it's a shame a wee bit, I suppose, because he was played in defence for so long, was never really yeah. given a run in his natural position. And I just think, well, in general, um, I just don't think he's good enough. Is that fair or is that a wee bit? Too critical for somebody who hasn't played. I don't a think that, I don't think that's fair because because we haven't as you as you say we haven't seen him in, in this position he's supposed to play in, and we're not going to because we're, we're top heavy with field players and he's getting further and further down that pecking order. With the more the more more players we bring in, um, and it, he's he's been unlucky. I don't think he's the sort of player we would have signed had Michael Beale been, been making the decision. Had Michael Beale been the manager. It's, Time he came in, I don't think he would he would have signed him. To be perfectly honest, I just don't think he's his type of player. But I mean, the same for me, the same goes for for uh, for, for Tony Joe. Like I'm not quite sure Bill would have brought in him as a striker because he's not the sort of striker that you know doesn't sort of play the way that he he plays. So he might look to he might look to get rid of him in the summer. But then a lot of that will depend on what happens with Morelos. You know, because <laughs> no, 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 does he look to try and get rid of him? And do we get a lot of money from him? I mean, Brian was saying, you know, we can get rid of Matondo. That's easier said than done. If Matondo's on anything like what he's removed to be on, given the way he's played for us, there's not a lot of clubs going to come in and pay him the sort of money that he's on here. And if he's under contract, he could just, he could just sit and say, well, I'll just trouser my money very much. Depends how much he wants to play and how much he likes the club. You know what I mean? So that's that could be a problem. He might end up having to be a loan deal. We pay, we pay half the wages. Maybe what might have to be one of them. You know what I mean? Don't know. It's, it'll be it'll be a very interesting window, but the rumours will certainly or, not stop, and they'll only get they'll only get better and better. Or Matondo might surprise everybody, turn his form around, and become a fantastic player. You never know. But we shall we shall leave it there, guys. Thank you very much. That was a an, an amazingly quick ever. So thank you, Wolf. Thank you, Care. Thank you, Brian. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Please like and subscribe, and check out our sponsors, Kit Bag. The link for them is in the description. Their star by sale is ready to uh, finish up, get up to 65% off a wide range of football gear and other fancy stuff as well. Make sure you like and subscribe. Like I said, join us again in half an hour for the Rangers Women's Show. Um, if, if you're into that, then tune in for that. Um, Wolf, Brian and Carr will be on that for your viewing pleasure as well. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you all again on Friday, unless you're a member. And if you're a member, then you can tune into our new Rangers Legends series, which comes out tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Um, if you're a member. If you want to become a member, you want to help support the podcast, um, then the link is in the description or the, you can use the join button below the window here, I think. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for watching. And hopefully we'll see you all back at 9 p.m. for the Rangers Women's Show. Good night.
Social Podcast Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.